Within the vaunted corridors of Astro Base, Mission Control makes ready to see off the intrepid explorer Chaz Remington as he prepares his vessel for interstellar travel. Staring down the limits of human knowledge and experience, he is the first to test the fleet's newest innovation, the Ambition Drive. How are you holding together, Chaz? Another day in paradise, Schwartz. Good luck out there. Good luck? Ha! A man makes his own. All systems stabilized. All right, Chaz. All's clear here. Igniting burn flux. Fuel cranked. Alignment is clear. Systems check is clean. Schwartz, tell the boys at Astro Base drinks are on me when I get home. You just worry about getting back in one piece, Chaz. No heroics. Those Neptune war days are long behind us. You just hold on to that scotch for me, Schwartzy. No cracking into that just yet. We'll ride out to the Athabasca scab lands, watch the Martian dust kick up, and toast the sunrise. You got it, Chaz. Godspeed. So long, pal. Firing at three, two, one. Almost a year passed with no communication from Chaz. Rescue vessel Carpathia was soon dispatched to determine exactly what occurred on Chaz's voyage and to return safely with our intrepid explorer. We now join the Carpathia crew, headed by Captain Jack Derby. Day 100. Our progress to reach the experimental transport nodule through which Commander Remington passed has been unimpeded. Today, the nodule comes into our view. We come to the edge of the universe. Man stares into the abyss. Its icy glare betrays no sentience. Its religion is that of a deep-sea monster floating in the dark, uncaring as it slinks its slimy members around your throat. Captain, Astro Base has cleared our entrance. Roger that, Lieutenant Perry. We're aligned and due for entrance within minutes, Captain. No need for such emotional outbursts, Faye. Lord knows why Astro Base required a woman to serve on my bridge. I'm the most qualified engineer in the fleet, sir. The chair of Astro Base's theoretical physics unit with specializations in fluid dynamics and temporospatial engineering, sir. Qualified to mix me a highball? <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, you sweet Jezebel. Sir, a modicum of decency is expected of all Starfleet captains. And competency of its first lieutenants. Perry, tell me why our ship is approaching the nodule with its back end first. Oh, sorry, sir. I'll have that corrected immediately. At this rate, Ollie, you'll be the next in line to head a ship. And Perry will be serving the soup. Uh, that's not really how the Navy works. Whatever. Dr. Tobiashi's here. Mm, Captain, all bridge personnel should strap in their seats. By passing through this nodule, we will experience no small amount of turbulence, among other unknown effects. Thank you, Dr. Tobiashi. It's no small comfort knowing we have Astro Base's leading expert on interstellar warp dynamics aboard. All crew strap in and prepare for entry. Engines go, sir. On your word. Into the abyss of night we fly. Damn it, Chaz, you hang on. Engage the ambition drive. Initiating yogurt sequence. In five, four, three, two. Ah! Well, 
made it! All hands report! Everyone alright? What's this white gooey stuff all over me? Damn it, Perry! Have you no sense of restraint? It appears some fluid substance has condensed and spread itself across the interior of our ship. Likely, this is the result of your... Can someone explain in simple English? Doc, what's caused this... goo? It's a basil like traditional Japanese dish, California roll. As seaweed contains delicious rice and cream cheese in perfect tension, thin membrane of time keeps matter and energy in balance. Ambition Drive operates under principles of yogurt dynamics. Ah, uh, yes, yogurt dynamics. I read about it at the academy, certainly, but, uh... Perhaps I've gotten a bit rusty. It works by squeezing gelatinous boundary between time and space until temporal pressure around ship becomes so great. Squeeze! We are slurped out the other side. So until transdimensional fabric is repaired, we exist for a tiny moment at nowhere and in no place. Like a single grain of white rice floating in dish of soy sauce. White gooey stuff is condensed quantum residue from space-time mending itself. So you call it yogurt dynamics because of this quantum residue? Yogurt is acronym for Itchium Operation for Quantum Universal Relativistic Transportation. Condensed quantum residue is a happy coincidence? Well, I'll be a Venusian monkey's uncle. Does it have any biological side effects? Uh, ambition drive is still in experimental phases. Extensive lab results indicate pleasant aromas of passion fruit and jasmine, but no. Initial reports suggest no ill effects, and as you can see, it's already beginning to fade. Well, my mind's at ease. Lieutenant Perry, are you going to tell me where we are, or am I going to have to go over there and show you how to do your job, you incompetent ninny hammer? Still looks like we're a few dozen hectopectals from where Chaz should have resurfaced a year ago. Excellent. What's on the scanners, Faye? No abnormal readings. Wait a second. I'm detecting a distress signal. It's one of ours. That must be Chaz. Brilliant detective work, Perry. Of the only two astro-based vessels equipped with the ambition drive needed to get out this far, Chaz isn't ours, how can we be sure it's not us? Captain, I just completed a bio-scan of the vessel. No human life forms detected. Oh, he must be dead. Let's go. No, no, Ollie, don't you worry none. Old Chaz would never let a little thing like the infinite vastness of space put him under. If Chaz escaped in one of the shuttle pods, I'm sure he'd have left a record of his trajectory in the ship's computer. I've got an idea. Perry, Faye, board the ship. Find out all you can from its logs. Prepare to dock. Yes, sir. We're in, Captain. Good. Now get to work and figure out what happened to Chaz. You got it. And no funny business. God, what a buffoon. You don't think he knows about us, do you? What? I don't see how he could, darling. We've taken the utmost care in keeping our secret romance secret. If he finds out, he could have us both court-martialed. We'd be ruined. Captain Derby couldn't find an eight-inch sausage if it fell between his legs. Huh? 
Oh, um, nothing. Ah, come here, sugar lips. I ain't gonna let that happen, you hear? It's all gonna be just fine now. You'll see. Oh, Perry. I love you too, baby. Now let's get moving. We've got a mystery to solve. Away team, what's your status? The ship appears to still be functional. Life support is online. Still no sign of Chaz. If he abandoned the ship, it wasn't because he had to. Chaz wouldn't abandon a multi-million dollar astro-based vessel on a whim. He had his reasons. Find them. We'll do our best, sir. Good to hear it, Perry. And if you have time, why not expand the search for your own manhood? Ha ha ha! Derby out! Why do you let the captain push you around? He treats you like you're the scum off a Neptunian's carapace. Faye, although I don't always understand his methods, he's my captain. Right or wrong, good or bad, high or low, I have an obligation to do as he commands. When he says jump, I say how high. When he says run, I say how far. That, my dear, is why I let the captain push me around. It is his right, nay, his duty to push me around. He sees dormant in me the same toughness and verve that makes people like him and Chaz the heroes of Astro Base. His insults are only meant to harden me into the unbreakable commander I'm destined to be. I can't expect you to understand. You're kind of a sucker sometimes, James. But I love you all the more for it. Our love for one another doesn't even enter into it, Faye. But being first officer, it's my duty. All right. I've cracked the door. Let's get those video logs. Yeah, this place is giving me the willies. Accessing ship logs. Bleep, bloop, bloop. Strange. What? Let me see. The ship's roster. Captain, Jack Derby. Chief Science Officer, Hideko Tobayashi. First Lieutenant, James Perry. Chief Engineer, Faye. This is us. Oh my god. These are our names. How can that be? There must be some sort of malfunction with the ship's computers. Perhaps our data overrode chassis during one of the scans. But there are fail-safes set up to prevent such data confusion. Come in! Come in! This is Tobayashi! Come in! Yes, Doctor? I ran a detailed scan of the ship's hull to look for damage. Then I discovered something. Its serial number matches our own! What? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm still working on calculations. Keep you updated, Dr. Tobayashi. Over and out. If this is our ship... Where's us? We're right here, honey. Together. Like we should be. No! I mean the other us! If there's a ship just like ours, it must have another crew? Just like ours? Where is everyone? Perry, we both heard the news. I don't know why, but that ship is empty. There's a possibility that whatever cleared it out might still be a threat. Don't let this little couple's picnic of yours go on any longer than necessary. I want you both back on my bridge ASAP. Let's check out the captain's diary. I'm sure he left some answers there. I've got the ship's logs. Don't know what's here. happening. Whole ship 
overrun by some sort of monster, green and slimy. Oh Jesus! In Christ, they're on the bridge. They're all dead. Now let's not jump to conclusions, babe. James, didn't you hear what the captain or other captain just said? The rational explanation is that everyone is dead. <coughs> uh, Perry, Bay, uh, there are a whole lot of life forms detected. Uh, I would have told you a minute ago, but the captain spilled his coffee. It's a great brown mess! Um, you should probably get back to the ship. Wrap up the backseat bingo, you two, and get back here. Come on, sugar. Today or Good God. It's hideous. It, it, it's one of them. Run! What, what are those things? I don't know. They sure are gross. They kind of look like slugs, but greener and slimier. And they're gaining on us. If this, this really is our ship, let's duck into this engineering tube. Quick, get in. That was close. This tube should lead to a vent opening by the airlock. I'm right behind you. What were those things, James? I don't know, Pumpkin. I don't want to stick around to find out. Those talons and teeth. Their mouths just kind of hang open, like they're about to say something. But they just keep gurgling. And their eyes. They seemed almost, almost human. human. If we drop down here, the airlock should be just around the corner. Nose her way around the spaceship and gorgeous to boot. What kind of intergalactic lottery did I win? Come here and give me a smooch, darling. Really? Now? Eh? It'll be a blind race, but it's our only shot. Hi there, I'm Scott Ross, and you're listening to the Dancing Bear Variety Hour podcast. Originally aired on KJHK 90.7 FM, and now published on younglearnersguide.com. Thanks for listening. We now return to Act 2 of The Adventures of the USS Carpathia in Outer Space, Episode 1. Ambitious Pilot, or A Gurp in the Hand is Worth Two in the Dead. When last we left the intrepid crew of the USS Carpathia, they were stranded in space where they encountered a mysterious abandoned vessel. Sent to investigate, First Lieutenant James Perry and Engineer Faye Chinsky made a chilling discovery. A distress call recorded by their own captain. But before they could investigate further, they were interrupted by a gang of hideous gelatinous beings. We now rejoin our valiant heroes as they flee down the corridors of the ghost vessel, pursued by murderous alien marauders and by equally pernicious, if less immediately violent, questions. Where had this mysterious ship come from? What were these repulsive, gurp-like creatures? And why was there a recording of Captain Derby in the ship's memory? 
These secrets and more will be revealed in the final chapter of The Adventures of the USS Carpathia in Outer Space! Oh no! They've blocked our path! There's more coming up behind us! We're trapped! Like rats! Can't we fight our way through? I would if I could, but their gelatinous form makes them impervious to my sonic blaster. To get through, we need some sort of sharp, sword-like weapon. They're getting closer! <laughs> They've been sliced in too! Dr. Tobayashi! <laughs> it occurred to me that you might benefit from ancient Japanese saying. Man with small sword, better than man with no sword at all. And how? Boy, am I glad to see you, Doc. You sure cut it close with that one. Hurry, now's our chance to get through the airlock and seal them off. No argument here. Let's scoot. Great Jupiter! The creatures have shorted out the control panel with our gross oozings. I think I can fix it, but it might take some time. Doc, can you use your... Katana? To hold off those creatures? I have devoted my life to two things. Science and honor. Now, I defend both. Let's get started. Don't look now, Doc. But here they come! Godspeed you, Engineer Jinsky. And now, to battle! <laughs> <laughs> Almost got it! You're doing it, darling! You're really doing it! Got it! This way, Dr. Tobiashi! That sure was a close shave! Thanks a lot for the fancy swordplay, Doc! Doc? He's been hurt! Uh, ancient Japanese say... Man who breathes his last shall lose no more. Dr. Tobiashi? Dr. Tobiashi! He's gone. He gave his life to save us. Moments later on the bridge. Well, it sure is good to be back on the bridge, safe and sound. Well, I'm glad to hear you're pleased with yourself, Perry. A man five times your worth just died so you could keep slipping it to Miss Ruby Red here on the sly. They're still tearing him apart up there on the view screen. My God! Are those his intestines? You'd better believe it. For once I share Miss Chinsky's feminine horror at the sight of a man disemboweled. Dr. Tobayashi was irreplaceable, Perry. I hold you personally responsible for his loss. I'd throw you in the brig myself if you weren't such a damned good officer. We can settle that later. For now we need to figure out why those aliens had a recording of Captain Derby. Well, I managed to grab the doctor's notes before we left the airlock. Maybe the answer's in there. Neptune's tears, man! Why didn't you say so? Open it! Yes. Yes, of course! The anti-distressor coils would naturally have reacted to the hubris allocation field. But that would cause nitrium argon flux. By Mercury's teeth! 
Enough of your women's banter. Where did that ship come from? According to this captain, that's not just any ship. That's our ship. From the future? You mean to say that if we can't fix the ambition drive, we'll end up hijacked by those disgusting gelatinous... GURPS? Nah, Captain. We'll end up as those GURPS. Of course. The strange yogurt-like substance that covered us after we activated the ambition drive. The crew members falling ill. Those GURPS are our own crew. Mutated. My God. The derelict ship deactivated its thrusters. Uh, it's moving in our direction. Looks like we might not have the chance to mutate after all. Incoming message. It's, uh, it's Dr. Tobiyashi? Impossible! Put him on screen! Doctor, it is you. You're alive, but how? Why ain't he responding? Doctor, respond immediately if you can hear us. That smile... It's so... Eerie. Oh my god! They're wearing his face! They cut off his face and they're wearing it like a mask! You monsters! Oh, it's Uh, the alien ship is almost in weapons range, sir. Alright, Perry. You want your chance to redeem yourself? Well, here it is, you son of a bitch. You're the best pilot in the whole damn fleet. If you weren't so skilled at handling a stick, I'd have had you court-martialed for insubordination years ago. Well, now here's your chance to prove you've got what it takes. Get us out of here. Yes, sir. Taking the helm. They're closing in on our starboard flank. Taking evasive maneuvers. Everybody hold on tight. The alien ship has opened fire. Great Pluto, Perry. That one nearly took a wing off. Steer harder, dammit. They're gaining on us. How are they moving so fast? It's the exact same ship. It's the gelatinization process. The alien ship is coated with a fluid layer, streamlining its flight. Um, there's no wind resistance in space. Still. Uh, we got hit. Looks pretty rough. Uh, damaged in Sector 6 by my quarters. I better go check it out. Yes, Ollie. Climb under your bed and hang on for dear life. We might not make it through this one. Damn it, there's no choice. Without Ollie behind the helm, we have to activate the ambition drive. But, Captain, without Dr. Tobayashi to calibrate it, we could have another malfunction. We could end up stranded. Or worse. Damn it, don't you think I know that? But we're out of options. But I've never operated the ambition drive by myself, even in the test runs. Faye, everybody's never done something by themselves until they've done it. Now's your chance to show all of Astro Base that you're as good as any man. That when the odds are against you, you can stand up, punch fate in the throat, and say, No, sir, I won't be having any of that today. Today we're doing it my way. By Venus! You're right, Captain! Begin charging the ambition drive! That a girl! Yeah, Mark, looters land. Flight pattern 7C locked in. 
Prepare to activate ambition drive on my mark. Three, two. Nav systems are down. We stopped moving. What? We're oh, all gonna die. die. Wait, the alien ship has stopped. By Saturn's filthy fucking rings, I want some answers. Don't worry, Captain Derby. You'll get your answers and then some. Chaz Remington? The very same! It looked like the Carpathia could use a helping hand. Or tractor beam, as the case may be. Those gurps won't be bothering you anytime soon. By God, Remington, you've got some stones putting a tractor beam on another man's ship. If you hadn't just saved all our skins, I'd report you all the way up the chain of command. No offense intended, Captain, but my instruments indicated that you were about to activate the ambition drive. I had to stop you where it might have unleashed a chromatic paradox throughout this entire quadrant. Quick thinking, Commander. <laughs> so much for your first at-bat, eh, Miss Chinsky? But what's it all mean? As you've no doubt discovered, the strange fluid substance manifested by the ambition drive is the source of the alien mutations. Yes, it ruined my best combat jumpsuit. The quantum residue interacts with human physiology on a genetic level, causing slow but radical changes. Like putting too much air in a balloon. Exactly. Wait. No, not, not like that at all. More like the way radioactivity causes cancerous mutations. This goop was caused by the same malfunction that sent you skipping forward in time in a series of exponentially mounting dimensional paradoxes. Like overfilling the piggy bank until the belly burst open and the pennies are scattered everywhere. Uh, sure, Lieutenant Perry. An impressive bit of sleuthing, Chaz. I'll be sure to include your analytical prowess in my report to Astrobase. I venture to say we may never have solved the riddle ourselves. And not just because we were about to be messily devoured. It seems almost... too improbable to believe. And yet believe it we must, Captain. If what you say is true, Commander Remington, we're still doomed to turn into those... things. Fear not, Lieutenant Barry, for I have devised a solution. It was a feverish race against time, watching my handsomely muscled body slowly grow gelatinous and my bronzed complexion take on an unbecoming green tint. But I finally realized that by reversing the polarity of the ambition drive's infatuation array, the dimensional distortion can be run in reverse, effectively undoing the jump. It'll be like it never happened at all. My calculations are correct, Miss Chinsky. It never will have never not happened. Well, swell guy. Wow. So you're saying you can get us out of this mess completely? Yes. Well, no sense mulling it over like an indecisive kit. Engage the process, Commander. It's finished. I can feel it. We're returning to normal. But... The other Carpathia is still here. Shouldn't it have disappeared? In a few minutes it will fade away and you'll be home. But for now, I think you'll be pleased to see the effects of the process. Captain Derby? Incoming transmission from... Captain Derby? This is Captain Jack Derby of the Starship Carpathia. Captain, it's you! I still have eyes, Perry. This is Captain Jack Derby of the Starship Carpathia. How do you fare, Captain? 
Still afloat, though I venture to say I'd be a bit better off if your chief science officer hadn't eviscerated half my crew with his katana. Hold your horses, mister. When that happened, your crew were a host of flesh-devouring hell beasts. We had no way of knowing you'd return to human form. Be that as it may, as an astrobase officer, I would have expected a little more foresight out of you. Be lucky you're such a damned good sailor, I'd have a bone to pick with you. Now see here, Captain! Spare me! I've got a ship to repair and a hallway full of guts to hose out. Alternate Perry, get your wellies on. Carpathia, out! Howdy, me from the past? Hey! That guy was a huge dick. Looks like the process is finishing. We're fading out of one another's reality. Aren't you coming with us, Chaz? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't. We were only guests in one another's universes. Now you must return to your world and me to mine. It was a true honor working with you, Commander Remington. You'll have a chance again, Lieutenant. You'll find me from your own reality waiting when you get home. Perhaps you'll buy me a beer when you do. It would be my honor, sir. We'll have plenty of time for sucking each other's cocks when we get home. Let's get out of here. Farewell, Captain Derby. You're a freewheeling bastard, Remington, but by God, you're one hell of a scientist. You take care. I've logged in a course for Astro Base. Thank you, Engineer Chinsky. Make ship go. And so this chapter of our thrilling saga draws to a close. Safely recovered from the perils of the GURPS and reunited with Chaz Remington, the crew of the Carpathia heads home. Their mission is complete, but their adventure continues. Stay tuned for more Adventures of the USS Carpathia in Outer Space! This episode of the Dancing Bear Variety Hour was written, performed, and produced by Scott Ross, Justin Wilson, and Phil Garland. Additional voices provided by Sarah Levins. The Dancing Bear airs the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. on KJHK 90.7 and streaming at kjhk.org. You can listen to past episodes or individual sketches at the news desk at kjhk.org. Questions, comments, and bangering ideas for sketches can be sent to news at kjhk.org or tweet us at kjhknews. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He told us not to blow it, cause he knows it's all worthwhile. Told me, let the children use it. Let the children use it. Let all the children boogie. He may land tonight Don't tell your papa Or he'll get us locked up in fright There's a star man Waiting in the sky He'd like to come and meet us But he thinks he'd blow our minds There's a star man Waiting in the sky He's told us not to 
blow it Cause he knows it's all worthwhile He told me Let the children lose it Let the children use it Let all the children boogie Boogie 